Welcome back to another wonderful edition of Looking Glass Forum here. And we're looking at a terrible time. I mean, the things have been moving really fast. Rapid erosion, a rapid downward trajectory of every chartable indicator of American progress here and success. Our GDP, the value of our money. Uh, the trust of the public and the government. We're looking at uh, an unmitigated disaster. Look what happened in France. The woke, helpful, ever concerned about racial disharmony and, and racial inequities in the world. Just so happy. The beautiful French were just so happy to invite, I guess they weren't really invited, right? Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, who knows, innumerable, millions, I mean, who really knows? Innumerable hosts, foreign uh, people from Sudan and Nigeria, just, just over the uh, straits there, over the waterways uh, as they are from France, just popping on in. Young lads, military age boys, ready to obviously tear France all to pieces. And uh, when you're, you know, shooting and tacking the, the cops and burning down France and stealing buses and crashing them through shopping malls, then uh, you've created an, an out of control, disorderly crime wave because of these illegal immigrants. And you're not allowed to shoot anybody, right? Because you can't have guns because they're, they hurt people. So you can't have any home defense, right? Because you're French. You're so smart. So now the guys who have brought in all the illegal AK-47s are going to shoot up your town and shoot up your kids and your daughters, rape your daughters and kill you. And you're just, you're, your France has fallen as Macron's at the LGBTQ plus transgender pervert rumor concert with Elton John. Disgustoid. Utterly. Just you can smell the stinky sulfur from here, right? It's just disgusting. So as we're just trying to like get the lay of the land here, I mean, they, they are obviously moving forward with the Hillary Clinton agenda, the, the original agenda of destroying America, the Obamaite, I'm going to be in the background and have a puppet president, do what I say, like a puppet, right? Isn't that what Obama, all the things that these people say, or Obama, or Biden sitting up at the table with the, the delegates all looking bored. And he just comes out with, oh, I went and sold all, all the state secrets, you know, like right in, right in public, right on camera. I mean, we're, we're at such a place of degradation. And we're now in the swan song of zero gravity free falling to the cliffs below that it seems like a moment of tranquility and peaceful bliss in this moment of just sheer drop, right? Just free falling, somersaulting in the air. And that's where we're at, guys. I mean, the, 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 we used to post this little meme with a bottomless hole, like a, a, a whirlpool going down the drain just of, of all money, all $100 bills, like going down the drain. And we'd have a little X on it, and we'd say, you are here. you know. No, you're down the drain now. You, you were above the drain, swirling around the toilet bowl. But now, economically, you're, you're down in the drain, going down the pipes. So there's really no recovery from this. The debt is unsustainable. And the people here in America have been technotronically locked into the debt through the entire government federal apparatus so that you not only just had some senators go up there and borrow some money and print it out and trillions of dollars of debt that the nation owns, right? We own that debt. We got to pay that debt back to, the, to our creditors, the people um, who we owe money to, right? So the entire process of making sure that we could borrow that money the American people and our social security numbers and our children were used as collateral. That's why they say that the future generations are going to have to pay back these debts. And it's immoral. It's immoral to accumulate massive, unmanageable debt obligations in this generation that children who have not even been born yet will somehow have to shoulder these massive debt obligations that their great-grandparents incurred. That's, that's generational slavery. And that they're enslaving you through your social security number and your birth certificate because you're a certification 
of live birth, right? They, they certified that into a financial instrument. That's what your birth certificate is. It's just like a, a gold certificate or a stock certificate or a silver certificate, right? Those are denominations of value in a financial instrument backed up by by banks, right? So that, that's what that's why in 1933 you had to have social security numbers and, and birth certificates and, and wedding certificates, right? Marriage certificates, like all these all the the government certifying every aspect of human life, death certificates, right? Everything everything is certified and stamped and documented with a social security number. And the whole purpose of this is to know how many people you have, how many taxpayers or, or basically debt payers because when you're paying taxes to the IRS you're not really paying taxes let's stop lying you're paying back the debt of previous generations Newt Gingrich's past Congress the money that was borrowed and indebted to us under the Ronald Reagan administration right George Bush all the past presidents have accumulated these trillions and trillions of dollars of debt in our names in the names of the American people and we owe that back I owe 200,000 you owe 200000 unless you're a despicable illegal immigrant border jumper. You just ran over the border, and apparently there's hundreds of thousands of Chinese military-age men born over the border as we sit here and jerk around. And none of those individuals owe that debt. Right? They can walk around here free and clear, and no one is looking for them from the IRS saying, hey, you owe this. The people who owe that debt are you and I, the American people who have Social Security numbers, who are locked in with the IRS, who have this toxic, unhealthy relationship where they are getting guns and they're starting to pound on our business doors. They're starting, the IRS is starting to show up at gun stores and, and, and demand to see records of gun owners, right? This unhealthy, toxic relationship where they have now have 88,000 more IRS workers. Remember, Kevin McCarthy, the Speaker of the House, was going to tear that to shreds. He was going to put an end to that. They were going to stop the, the IRS agents. No, well, they did not do that. Right, they're managing us and lying. The Uniparty is lying to us continuously. It doesn't matter if you have a red red hat or a blue hat. They're, they're moving the plan forward. All right? They're moving the plan forward. The same thing would happen with the Bloods and the Crips in, uh, in Compton. It's the same strategy. Reds and Blues. Bloods and Crips. And it doesn't matter how often they shoot each other and they fight for the territory of owning the crack streets and selling the crack to the, their neighbors down the street, right? Whoever is controlling the streets, the, as long as the crack gets sold and bodies are dropping, people are getting addicted and, and black people are getting shot in Compton, then the plan is moving forward, right? It doesn't matter if it's red or blue. It doesn't matter. So you, this is what you have to understand about the decimation of America. It doesn't matter how they're going to move forward. Then you have Kevin McCartney over there taking money from Sequoia Capital. And look at Sequoia Capital, this enormous, monstrous, invisible company. The, you know, the, this, this tectonic shifts in the, world, in the world economy affecting geopolitics. And just, just because of the reporting of a few people over at uh, Citizen Free Press, just a few people over at the Millennial Post, right? A few people over at RevolverNews.com or whatever. And now all of a sudden this massive trillion dollar corporation splits up and it has a Chinese section and an, and an, an American. So how is it? Western civilization and Chinese communist civilization. I, I, don't, I don't know how they split that company up, but they own the politics. They own the politics of Kevin McCartney and they own the politics of Washington, D.C. 
It's all run by China. So they have run us to ground, right? That's what they would do back in the day with the Inquisition. They would come at night and force the people out into the snow. where They were not ready. They were not dressed. Clinging on to their kids, walking in the ice and snow. And they would just run, run them for miles until they were exhausted. And anyone who would break off to try to go beg for their lives would get hacked to bits by swords. And eventually when they got them all well out away from home and frozen half to death, they would set up some stakes and they would just start burning the survivors alive at the stake. This is a total destruction of America. This is a intentional, planned democide. And of course, President Trump represented a, a little road bump, but no disrespect to him. God bless his soul and his whole family, and hopefully he wins, and hopefully his vengeance is uh, the restoration of America. But, you know, we're hoping. We're, we're, we're hitting the hopium bong. We're hitting the hopium pipe, because there is no, there's no solid ground to be put in hope, right? We have to actually get the tangible, practical work done of getting this victory in America underway. And they haven't even got the subpoenas going. They haven't even subpoenaed Joe Biden's uh, illegal phone number. All, all the records of, of, of Hunter Biden's illegal activities with pimping out women and human trafficking, sex trafficking operations. They have all the paperwork. They have the SARS. See how confusing that is? The bank records. It's called SARS. They, they make everything so confusing. You don't know if you're talking about the, the, the bank records or some kind of disease. Same thing with COVID. All, all these terms are all just confusing nonsense jargon to muddy the water. It's the instrument of their subterfuge. So we have to survive this onslaught, this total onslaught. I'm just tired of all these Roman papists talking trash. Tired of Steve Bannon talking trash. Bro, your religious partner is Joe Biden. Okay, so go, go in an Ash Wednesday, get the ashes from the priests. Your whole priesthood is all politicized right now. You got some of the priests over there giving communion to Nancy Pelosi, and then some of the priests won't. They won't give communion to Nancy Pelosi because she's evil. So she can't get the magic meal of, of Christ, the magic God meal of the wafer, right? She can't have it. But Joe Biden can have it. Oh, but Steve Bannon, he can't have the... Oh, but... So, so what, what is going on? I mean, how do you guys even conduct a religion? Are you serious? Of course you're serious because your religion is completely unified. And on all sides, it doesn't matter if it's right or left or Republican or Democrat, all the Roman Catholics are working together for the aggrandizement of the Vatican City and the destruction of the American Republic. And it doesn't matter what they say or how they act or what they're saying, unless you repent and repudiate all the vile and Hegelian geopolitical poison that comes out of the Vatican and out of the Jesuits. I mean, look at, look at, look at Fauci, Dr. Fauci, old Jesuit Fauci. He's over there at Georgetown University now, and they're just partners with the University of Chicago. They're all part and parcel of the same Jesuit universities. And all of you Democrats and Republicans up there talking in the, in the loudspeaker and talking all this crap, you're all part and parcel of the same demonic Roman rituals and sorcery that are practiced on the behalf of demons, right? Your, your demonic sacrifice of the mass is sacrificed to demons. You're all participating in it. Joe Biden is. Steve Bannon is. Why you pretend to be soldiers on opposite sides of opposite forces. Like you pretend like you're soldiers fighting against each other. But you're part of the church militant. You're part of the same militia of the Jesuit order. You're all from Jesuit universities. So you could be Hunter Biden up there on the crack stem. You're getting it done for the Jesuits. Or you could be Steve Bannon over there counseling the American people on this extreme reactionary right-wing madness because people are angry. And you're getting the Jesuits' will done over there. And it doesn't matter if you're over there with Nancy Pelosi turning California into a perverted playland of pedophiles and criminals. It's getting the Jesuits' will done. They're, they're, they're getting the, the California coastline softened up for a Chinese invasion. 
as you all leave California. And you could be down here with DeSantis, right? Being the free state of Florida and, and acting like you're some kind of conservative hero. But in the end, you're just serving the will of the Jesuits by getting this, the extreme violence of the right-wing reactionary forces that are getting ready to take over, become totally nationalistic, enraged, and violent forces, right? So the people in America are going to be subject to a, a nasty civil war part two. That's what's going to happen. You can see it already coming. It's not going to be a national divorce. It's going to be a, a national destruction. And this time, like we said before, many times, Russia won't be there. The, the Tsar of Russia with his ships, it won't be there to defend us against uh, the encroachments of the Europeans or you know, wh- whatever invading parties might want to come through. Our forces, our, our 7th Fleet Navy forces over in Asia, they're getting ready to be just annihilated. Anthony Blinken, I mean, he, he actually, like, you could actually hear his butthole pucker across the mic as he stood there in front of Xi Jinping. What a scared little coward. He built up his entire life to go in there be a scared little coward. That's what, that's what is all of his training, that's, what, that's why they stole the presidency under Obama or under uh, for Biden right they stole the presidency so Tony Blinken that fucking feckless moron could go over there get on his hands and knees and just polish the knob for Xi Jinping and just get over there and spread the cheeks for Chinese imperialism right communist imperialism like what's that we're gonna find out right as they put their new uh, bases over in Cuba. Nobody does a, does a thing. So here, here we are. We're here to expose the FBI and all of you traders that are working in there. Don't tell me, well, there's some good mainline workers in, in the FBI that are good people. Well, you better get going. It's time for you to step up and speak out because if you don't speak out and you're too afraid, you're just part of the problem. You're just another little Nazi Goebbels, goose-stepping little minion. You're going to do whatever you got to do to keep your little job or your little mouth shut. You're a coward. We don't need cowards in our institutions who are here to protect America, which is the FBI is no longer here to protect America. Let's just get real. So it's left to us. We're the American people. We've been indebted to these, these banks. We've been put under the Federal Reserve in 1913 to arrive at this period where we would be uh, the ancestors of those people in the future. The future Americans would be utterly helpless, powerless, and despondent because of the, the overwhelming avalanche of debt that was created by, the, by having a central bank and borrowing federal debt, national debt for our entire country, borrowing that money from Europe, from Lon- banks of London, Bank of England, and cities of London, and all this kind of crap. So we've been working hard this entire time to expose this to you and to show you what's going on, how endangered you are in your country. And you can take part in the crime wave, or you can try to get a gun to defend you at home, but you'll be a criminal either way. They're going to criminalize the entire American people. They're all belligerents. And when they go into this military government, to this total martial law, which I'm sure the Republicans under Trump or DeSantis or you know some, some right-wing extremist is going to come out because of all the complaints, all the problems, all the BLM, Antifa, you know, crime wave and the, the attacks. And look at the Philadelphia. It's a murder. It's like the murder capital of America right now. Look at Chicago. You can't what, let one day go past without 30 people getting shot. It's like an active war zone where everybody, all these uh, young men are getting up every day with dark dark skin, melanin content in their skin. They're loading up their, their little silly pistols and running around the street shooting each other to death or the cops or whoever they, whoever they can find to, to be victimized by them, right? So this, when you breed this kind of contempt and hatred and social virus in, in your country, it's not just going to go away. It's not a matter of law enforcement anymore. It's a matter of just eradication. It's time to send out the National Guard and to lay these streets, these people out. It's time to go in and clean these, these uh, just how we did in Iraq. It's time to go into Chicago and just clean out these little nests of, ter- of terrorism. Same thing in Mexico. Okay, if we're not willing to go down there and just clean out these cartels and wipe them off the face of the earth and do ISIS to them, 
we need to ISIS the cartels, okay? Because that's really why there's so much violence in Chicago and so much violence in Philadelphia because those drug networks are filtering up into the streets and there's morons up there. They, they have no sense about how to take care of their future or their kids or their family and they're just going to continue to sell drugs to one another so they can earn some sissy-ass little money. I mean, you know 90% of the profit was already earned on the cocaine by the time it got to the cities, right? 90% of the profit. All, all the rest of the profit that you're going to make by making little crack rocks is like 2%. It's nothing, there's no value left in it. It's just, it's just like a $2 bag of shitty leaf juice. And once it gets hustled up here, all of a sudden it's $100,000. Okay, so when it went from a $2 bag of leaf juice to a $100,000 bag of illegal narcotics in Chicago, all the value of it was already earned. So when these idiots on the street, these gang member morons go around selling the drugs to each other and prostituting each other for the drugs, all the value is gone. They're just morons. It's not even like that you can even say, well, I'm doing all this because I have to because I have no opportunities and I have to sell this crack on the street so I can make money. No, you don't. You could go to McDonald's and earn more just by working at McDonald's than you will by selling a crack rock because all you're going to make is a dollar. There is no more value left in the drug. It's already been overpriced and the price has already been multiplied a thousand times. Street level criminal networks and gangs are really working with the cartels and with China. They're pumping, that is their unrestricted warfare tactic is to pump our streets full of deadly drugs that destroy America. So we're gonna go into some more interesting articles here. We got audio clips, we got people discussing fascinating things and we're gonna get into it right now. What do you think they're talking at the board meetings up there on, uh, on the stupid hour TV? Fox News. Now it's the dangerous stupid. It's TV. It's dangerous TV for stupid people. Of course, you got the same old never Trumpers are all up. They're in a they're in a firefight with uh, with Pasobic, who's who's laying down wood with them. Mike Davis, all of the good guys versus all the controlled opposition. That's what it is. It's controlled opposition. We're tomorrow's the last day of the first half of 2023. Tomorrow's the last day of the first half. And please tell me what's been accomplished. Besides giving Biden everything to just go spend this country into oblivion, right? And now we know the lies of the appropriations process. It's going to be a CR in September. They're going to be a, an omnibus in, uh, in January. It's, it's all a lie, all performance. And the committees are a joke. What has Jim Jordan accomplished in six months? What has Comer accomplished? He sent Nancy Mason tonight, last night on Handy, we're going to demand, I'm going to demand from Janet Yellen the SARS reports. They're doing that because McCarthy got outed. McCarthy says, hey, we got to pick it up. we got to pick it up because now Trump's upset. War Room's upset. They're all over us, right, like hornets. you got to pick it up. Go on Hannity and tell Hannity, you know, something. Tell Hannity we're going to demand yell and turn over the Sarge reports. You haven't subpoenaed the phone number. Hell, John Solomon was talking about years ago. He called it up, and, and Biden picked the phone up, taking an order from the CCP. Let me write that down, boss. I got that, boss. Let me write that down. We're in a crisis right now, and the only way that they respond, the controlled opposition, is you've got to be on them every second of every day. They're totally and completely worthless. The only reason you've seen this activity is because of this show and this audience and Posobiec and Charlie Kirk and others like it, putting the whip hand on them and saying no, just like you're coming down the stretch in the derby, bang, you've got to get on it, just like a jockey. Because on their own, they're just going to kind of flap around and have a hearing and have things. And then this morning on on, uh, on the Fox and Friends, you know, Ducey's actually bracing him up. Well, tell me what you got. What does that mean? What do you really have? 
Jack Posobiec. You're making a case. You and Mike Davis making a case. And now you got Andy McCarthy writing 9,000 words rebuttal and still not quite getting to the point. You know, Andy, I don't know why Andy's is so, and he's always been kind of off on this thing of just, they, they, some reason the National Review guys still don't understand this is the 21st century, where the country is. It's still, they want to call Bill Buckley and get the, you know, the little bow ties and the, and the khaki pants and the little blazers and running around their bow ties, right, uh, at, the, you know, the Skull and Bones Club. And they're all part of the whiffing poofs, right? They're, they're all in the Coral Society up there at Yale. That day's gone, baby. Irrelevant. This is why the Keebler elves, all the key, we're going to get to it. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. had a, had a town hall on News Nation. I want to give News Nation a, a, a tat tip. Elizabeth Vargas, who used to be the mainstream media, Elizabeth Vargas conducted the best town hall there's been. And you see, compare her to Caitlin Collins being all over Trump every 30 seconds. Compare Vargas asking tough questions, tough follow-up. Managing the process, and Kennedy, to me, shined last night. It's not just me. Charlie Kirk's got it up, everybody. And, and Kennedy, Kennedy talked about issues that are meaningful. And today's got an amazing thing up on MK Ultra, another meaningful topic of the, about the deep state, where the Keebler elves continue to talk about things that are ir- irrelevant. Jack Posobiec. So we've got to just carry on. That was another just fascinating audio clip. We're just bringing out the, the news here can't really get around the facts here trying to process the facts trying to handle and manage them keep them under wraps keep the the momentum of the, the human population in america right the american people by and large to keep the momentum and the progress of them finding out the truth as long as possible so it's just a mitigation it's it's subterfuge it's an obfuscation of the facts all the way around so you can have um with steve bannon talking junk about the whiff and poofs and the skull and bones club minimizing it right uh, kind of relegating it to the fringe without you know trying to take take away the meaning and the significance of it the pa- over the past hundred years or so or more so from 1833 to 1933 the, the profound influence and the secret occult hidden hand if you want of the skull and bones club were really just a furnishment of the elite and ubiquitous power of the papal knighthood orders so that you know the the, the knights of eulogia out of skull and bones there really just the, the beginner entrance club, the young man's apprenticeship level entrance into the knighthood orders through Skull and Bones, right? Just just like you used to have the the, the De Molay youth club, right? Freemasonry for, for, young, for young men, for kids. So you have the uh, the entrance level uh, Skull and Bones 322 club out of Yale. And we can't sit there and minimize it like old Steve Bannon there and fail to mention how intricately the, the Jesuits had set up that Hegelian dialectic right out of out of Yale and set up this papal knighthood club a boys club for the purpose of of setting up high-powered elites you know the John Piermont Morgans and the the Rockefellers of the future were going to be set up and established through the Skull and Bones Club for the purpose of effectuating the counter-reformation the catastrophic takedown of the United States of America which was a uh, ultimately a democratic republic a constitutional republic a democracy, something that the ultramontane knights of the, the Pope over there and, and, and the Vatican itself is something they cannot stand. They cannot stand democracy. 
They are a system of absolute obedience at the direction of the of the vicar of Christ or the, the vice regent of, of heaven, who's supposed to be the man they elect through democracy, the Pope. And once they install the Pope, everyone's supposed to, he's the vicar of the world, the governor of the earth, unlimited powers, right? He's really, under, under law, he's a civil monarch with sovereign immunity under law. That was reestablished again under the Lateran Treaty, right? Back, going back to 1933 or 1929, which is a, 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 the precursor to what would happen in 1933 ultimately here in America. So we cannot minimize the importance of, of skull and bones men like John Kerry flying around the world. I mean, really actively, like a lot of energy, right? Flying all around the world, going and going and going. Just to tell everyone else they can't fly. Just to tell everyone else they can't use their motors. Just to tell everyone else that you know we're gonna we're gonna make oil, petroleum products, just something else that you uh, that they're hard to hard to get. Something else, some other expensive product on the shelf. You know that if you wanted to buy it by the gallon, you know it'd be several hundred dollars a gallon, right? You can't you can't just buy oil out of the ground or petroleum products or gasoline for three bucks a gallon, right? For your cars and drive all around with those motors, right? They're gonna tell us no, you can't do that. So it's it's a return to serfdom. We're well down the road to serfdom, right? And it's a return to the dark ages of of knights who roam around the world galloping on their G6s under the auspices of world peace or some overarching greater good at the behest of Vatican legates, right? Because you, we got to save, you know, of course if you look at the Vatican, they're all behind the global global warming agenda. The global warming ideology that says that somehow human beings living their activities on the earth here are somehow ultimately harming the earth and, and killing the earth. And so you can see all that coming together with Greta Thunberg, that weirdo. She should be at home defending her country, which is being taken over by psychopaths from Nigeria and Sudan who are running around. Apparently none of them are allowed to have guns, but these guys, they get in the country and into Europe and they have AK-47s all of a sudden, right? So let this be a lesson. What is going on over there is going to go on over here. They had those people uh, in, invited, the illegal immigrants from all over the place. Kazakhstan, everywhere in the world. Pakistani refugees, military-aged men, fighting-aged military, age, no, no families, all pouring in the country. All there to, not, not to establish the caliphate, no, right? So, you know, when we can see that happening over there, we can see that that, that is percolating and the, and the the propaganda and the pay for chaos groups the acceleration groups that you, you know Soros pays for college radicals you know to go run around and burn shit yeah, you can you know that's all percolating and developing and getting set up all the hotel rooms are being booked or whatever all the meth is being cooked up so they can go smoke meth and wig out and tear America down and go sleep in public parks in their own feces for three days or whatever whatever the antifa does but we're not, what is not being prepared is the American people, you and I, to go ahead and, and have a plan, a proactive plan to approach these issues in, in an effective way. So, Wes, we go forward here. It's a difficult time. It's a difficult time because you have this right-wing reactionary hysteria. And of course, there's grievances. There's plenty of reasons to be angry and upset. You got the all over, if you look, this pride, Sodom and Gomorrah pride day or whatever is going on there where the people are riding around. You know, it's happening, it's happening in Canada and LA and everywhere, everywhere they're, they're going to do this nudity where you're going to have the kids standing there gawking at the naked perverts parading around with their rainbows and stuff. And upon all the other crimes, these ludicrous perverts uh, perpetrate stealing the rainbow 
for their emblem of disgust is awful because a rainbow is a beautiful colorful light spectrum of amazing creative expression the work of god's own hands and these sodomites they should be waving around a flag with a, a dirty ugly diarrhea turd on it which is you know nasty right you can almost smell it it's a, it's a, it's like a, a sliding stain of of shit a big old hunk of poop that's that's what these sodomites should uh should have as their flag not a colorful display of of enriching enlightening illuminating color spectrum right? that, that doesn't belong to them and it doesn't correctly describe their ludicrous and debauched behavior and their reprobate you can't say sexual performances because in order to have sex you have to have a male and a female counterpart so you have the xx chromosomes and you have the xy chromosomes and when that comes together the potentiality of that reproductive capacity there and a cellular level and a biological mechanisms and machinery that allow the cells to divide and the dna to merge and bring forth out of the mystery of the universe something we cannot possibly comprehend, the birth of a new child into the world with nervous, fainting father and laboring, distressed, and doting mother clutching onto their precious baby, right? That's, that's life. That's how human civilization was developed. But when you replace those parts out and you have a couple of dudes, sweaty, like smelly dudes, dressed up as ladies, all like trying to grab out the kids and you can't have healthy, normal relationships, having a healthy, normal relationship in the human species is a challenge, it, it requires the man to go to a whole new level to be the in individual that the woman needs and the, in, in the future the children need. It requires the woman to go, go to a whole new level in her life of excellence and, and soul-developing perfection and the ideals that lift up the human race and human species. One people. Lots of different colors and varieties. One race. Right? One bloodline. That's what's so confusing about all this that people are putting us through with this ideological madness is that we're being separated against each other and against our own mutual good for various reasons. In France, a bunch of psychopaths who are not French, who are from North Africa, are really uh, making it very hard for people like Black Lives Matter to actually make a point, right? Later on, when a massive uprising goes uh, that comes up to, uh, to exterminate black people, hey, it's been done before. It's done in Europe where they just decided to pull out some white people that were Jews and decided to exterminate them. So if some kind of psychopath gets out there and decides to exterminate black people, I mean, it's a horrible thing to think because we're supposed to be so compassionate here and understanding. We're supposed to understand the plight of black people in the world, understand how far and how, what kind of battles they've had to go through to get to the place where they are. And, and then these people over there, after we have Black History Month, and we have Martin Luther King Jr. over here, and we have this transformation of, and evolution of the human soul to, to recognize the spiritual path of quote-unquote black people, or people who have melanin in their, in their skin, people of color, right? What they're going through to, to develop in their timeline of history, and the persecution and slavery they've, they've endured, all and on. Like, we're in America. We're, we're educated about this. We know about this. But when you burn out all your political capital and you use your Black Lives Matter motto as a reason to go around and harm people and beat people up and burn businesses down and exact some kind of supposed recompense and robbery from people. It's nothing people, for people to give. It's nothing for, people to, to, for you to exact and rob people because of some kind of ideological... You know, I, I, in the past, the Irish people were terribly abused. And, and, you know, historically, and an atrocity in a way that is unimaginable, on par, totally on par with the slave trade how badly the Irish people were treated. And we could go to 
back 100 years and go find people that mistreated us and say, you owe us. And we, you, you know, that's not how reality really works. You're not really living in the real world of reality if you think that you're going to be able to exact some kind of reparations because of your skin tone. It has melanin and it's a little bit darker, so somehow you're going to get reparations. That kind of greed is not going to work. Just them proposing that kind of idea and having a bunch of people jump up and try to grab onto and be like, yeah, I want my million dollars. I have black skin tone. I want what's coming to me. It just shows you it has them using the political power of reverse psychology, right? And they're just getting people to line up for something they don't deserve in order to politically target those people. The idea of a reparations movement to somehow get people today to pay these people over here trillions of dollars for some reason, for some you know inequities in the past. It's just a way to get all the stupid people to come out and make the point that these individuals are trying to make. That's why they're bringing all these foreign illegal immigrants all over the country, all over Europe, here in America. That ultimately, they're going to push these nationalists into an extreme situation. You already see it in France. Let's be real. You already see the French police are gone. Macron's jerking off, taking uh, adrenochrome over at the uh, Elton John Festival or whatever. And the French people are out there with bats beating up the people that they can see are not French and who are not acting orderly and who are not a part of their communities and who are not helping uh, the, the, helping the French society. The, the French people are fighting back. They're having to fight back because the dialectic, the Hegelian dialectic has pushed them into such an extreme situation that now they're having to take bats into their own hands and to do everything they can to fight off these hundreds of thousands of millions of, in, of invaders in their country who are there to ruin and sack and rape and murder the, the place. It's the end of France. If those people don't go out of their homes and fight, it's the end of them and it's the end of France and their kids. So in order for us to get a good look at that and to follow suit with our own common sense and to recognize what could the potentiality, what could happen in America and to be on the right side, not some kind of mantra, not some kind of motto, a black lives matter. That, that didn't help black lives, right? Using that kind of fascistic, totalitarian a terror campaign. The thing that's happening there in France right now. All those uh, individuals running around and destroying France. How do you think that's going to blow back on people of color? I think that's going to make people sit back and be like, man I'm, man, I'm really concerned about Black Lives Mattering right now. Now, when you look outside and they're stealing a bus and running people over and setting it on fire and raping people. Of course, you can't understand. You can't make people who have skin tone and, and melanin and dark complexion from wherever they may be in the world. They're not responsible for all the psychopaths a relatively small number who are acting out in France. But that's not how this game is played. We're not applying logic. We're not applying reason or real accountability or real understanding. This is just geopolitical propaganda wars where we use one side of a, of a dialectic to antagonize another. We bring in the caliphate to antagonize the French people. I mean, this is historic. You gotta remember the Battle of Tours. I'm going back to like 752, man. 752. Charles Martel. I mean, it's like Game of Thrones, right? And what they've just sprung there in France wasn't just, a, 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 I mean, it was Macron, a Jesuit, right? Macron's a Jesuit, guys. Went to a Jesuit school. He married his Jesuit professor when he was 20 and she was like 40. Whatever. Ew. You know, they're, they're all just, just so depraved. They're all like, we, 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 they stand there and we all put our hands over our hearts and salute the flag or do the French anthem or whatever people do when their prime minister comes in the room and they show respect to an empty, betraying, traitorous puppet freak 
who doesn't deserve any respect. You know, when, when the French people had it in their power to grab the man right in front of their face and, and deal with him, they stood there and, and saluted and praised the man. And now look what's happening. Now you won't see his face, right? Now he'll be in hiding, like Putin. You won't be able to see Macron again because he already accomplished his mission. His mission was to remember, remember Notre Dame, right? In, in the belly of Notre Dame, you go back to, the, to 1442, you know, who's down there? The Jesuits are being born, right? They're being born there in France. What also happened there in France? Oh, they, uh, in 1307 or so, right? It's the Grand Master of the Knights Templar who was burned at the stake by the Pope and the French King. So there's a lot of history going on here as far as the need to be... France was in World War I and World War II. And France is a center, centerpiece. Remember, the, the French King decided not to uh, to keep up with the Inquisition in his country and not keep up the, the horrible persecution of Rome against the Gallicans and against the Huguenots and against other, other Christians, right? And the Calvinists, right? The Calvinists, John Calvin, they were from France. They had French Bibles. The Papists and the Jesuits, the priests couldn't stand it. They don't teach from Bibles. They just practice the ritual over and over and over again, the Roman ritualists. They just practice the rite again and again and again. And you go in, you take part, and that's how you receive the incantation and the sorcery through the magical working that you're engaged in. It's a, it's a sorcery. It's a magical. It's a magical instrument from from Babylon and Egypt that are practicing there. They continue to practice it unabated the entire time. That ritual and that rite and that unclean sacrifice to demons was practiced all along during the time of Christ. And not probably not in Israel, as they were beholden to Jehovah. They worshipped the God of. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and they didn't take part in Babylonian and Egyptian sorcery. That's ultimately what Rome is. That's what the Roman pre, uh, priestcraft is. right it's now a time for a word from our awesome sponsor wendy's boutique limited wendyslimited.com and uh, wendyslimited.com is offering the hottest new designer trends and brand name couture fashion styles so you have to hear about wendy's boutique wendyslimited.com wendyslimited.com now has designer women's apparel and fine jewelry sexy boutique fashions very best prices online and you know that at wendyslimited.com uh, they know what a woman is, uh, what a woman really is, right? So if you're a beautiful woman or if you know a beautiful woman, and if you don't, stop listening to this show, okay? Right now, just stop. But if you happen to know a beautiful woman and you are a beautiful woman, you have to know about wendyslimited.com. So these are the, the sexiest boutique fashions anywhere, very best prices online, beautiful luxury products, guaranteed authentic guaranteed no chinese knockoffs ever so this is the real deal this is the real real the legit best prices hottest couture gear fragrances we had tom ford shades great deal on the tom ford shades everybody loves tom ford shades so you can expect to find gucci apparel hermes shoes Prada jewelry, all at wendyslimited.com. And you got to remember, wendyslimited.com is really now famous for canceling Balenciaga when it mattered, right? So we're not having any of that over here. This is a woman-owned enterprise, all-American, family-run organization, wendyslimited.com, wendyslimited.com. you got to come join the craze. Hottest new designer trends, guys. Wendy's Boutique Limited, we need your support. 
And uh, she's been courageous to support the show. Wendy'sLimited.com. And you got to recognize that that priestcraft had been putting to death and burning at the stake and murdering Christians and Protestants and Baptists and, and, and Gypsies and, and Jews and anybody they can find that they didn't like that went against their kind of Dark Ages, convoluted sense of supposed uh, religio-cultic dominion. So they're, they weren't just happy pre- uh, preaching the gospel. They had to run through your town, take it over with spears and set up a Roman outpost in the name of their church. It was imperialism. The same old imperialism that had taken place under the, under the emperors was taken, under, taken up under the popes, who were just the new god kings, the new order of hierophants, right? And they, ke- they kept on practicing the same practices that they, t- they carried on before in the name of the moon and the sun and the little solar wafer and blah, 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 blah. And then, of course, they had the T, the cross, and that, 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 that kind of symbolism was already institutionalized long before Christ came along. The Romans did everything religiously. It was all on their spears. It was all on their shields. It was all on their armors. It was all on their execution instruments, the crucifixion. They didn't just create that cross and establish the cross that day for Jesus. That They were using that symbol and that cross and that mechanism of death for quite a long time. They just drug him to it. And when you associated Jesus Christ with that Roman execution instrument on that cross, that's when it became a significant thing. Until then, it was just a deuce. It was just a guillotine. It was just, a, it was just the execution put him to death on the electric chair, right? That's all, that's all the cross was until Christ. So let's not get it confused. Let's not make it into an idol, a symbol. That's what Rome always does. It makes symbols and we, and we see it and we get down on our knees and worship the, the, the symbol or that we worship the statue of somebody that we say that that is. But behind that statue is another individual. And your worship is not going to God. It's not recognized by God. You need to go to read your Bible to learn how to worship God in spirit and truth so that he will be at the other end of your prayers rather than just practicing vain, repetitious prayers over and over and over again. I have no meaning. This is if you're going to annoy God with your constant beggary and he'll finally listen. Now, he won't listen. He won't listen to anything he doesn't have to listen to. He said he's not going to be approached in this vanity of Baal worship and Baal mass. He's not going to. And if you approach him in those cult holidays of Baal worship and Isis worship and Ashtaroth, and you're going to participate in those unclean feast days and try and try to cry out to God, he's not listening. Right? So you can celebrate the birth of Christ. He's not celebrating. The birth of Christ is secret. It's not up for you to mess with. That information was not made available to you. So as we move on here and we try to approach the truth and we kind of come out of the malaise and the American ignorance, it's time for you to give up your smartphone. It's making you so ignorant. It's time for you to put away all this pornographic imagery that you're going to constantly put in front of your eyeballs, messing up your mind and messing up your equilibrium and the, the biorhythms of your soul, getting all screwed up from that. Put it away. You're not going to be able to go stand before the Lord and pray for the salvation of your country and the defense of your nation if you're over there. It's not like it used to be when it was just some pinup girls, maybe some playboy where you looked at me, maybe you get to see a little bit of, of the woman's pubic hair. Oh, Wish that those days of innocence were back. Now, nowadays, you have, you know, it's indescribably horrible. And for us all to be carrying on the news cycle and carrying on with Biden 
and Hunter and all that. Just pretend like none of us are being affected. Like it isn't a huge bias skewing our, our, the perspective of our entire psychology and our souls because pornography is a complete disgrace. There's no way we should be permitting that. There should be no way that we should let anyone under the age of 18 even have a smartphone you know, to be inundated with all this propaganda and ideology and poison and straight up. And we couldn't even call it propaganda anymore. That's just straight vile, putrefied Sodom and Gomorrah imagery. So if you take part in that, I'm like, hey, I'm with you. I got I to gotta tell myself. I got to tell everyone. I got I to gotta remind my own flesh. Crucify daily. I got to. It's not easy because... It's harder and harder and harder to have a relationship with a woman and the, the supposed universe of naked sex nymphs on, online are just more and more numerous all the time. You have women selling themselves on there safely through the internet on a, with fansonly.com or whatever that is, whatever's happening there. It used to be that they had to outlaw Backpage because there was so much child abuse and pro, pro, uh, prostitution and drug trafficking going on there on Craigslist, right? Whatever that was. So we as a people are doing it to ourselves, we're degenerating our own selves. And we have to be separated from those people. We're not going to be a part of that debauchery. And we're not going to be part of that riding around on bicycles with, with, uh, with our boners out in front of kids. If we're not going to be a part of that, we need to separate ourselves from it. Physically, geographically, from the county, leave. Okay, just like Lot had to leave Sodom and Gomorrah, you got to leave out. You can't just stay up in there where it's happening and expect that everything is going to go your way. It doesn't go back. It's, it's a process of, of utter, unreconcilable corruption. So it doesn't go back. If you look at an example in the Bible, with Nineveh, where Job went, he went over, talked to Nineveh, and they, they changed their ways. Things changed, and, and God didn't destroy that nation. But he deals with nations. He deals with Babylon. He deals with Israel. He deals with Rome. He's, he's dealing with whole nations, not just individuals. We need to pray as a people for the repentance of our whole nation, and the renewal of what happened. How did you think that the... The Emancipation Proclamation came about and the freeing of the slaves. It was through the Great Awakening, the extending of the, the revival and the Protestant Reformation and the revival of the scriptures, the gospel, William Wilberforce, right? The gospel, Protestantism, reading the Bible. It gives you a sense of urgent, desperate concern for your brother in chains over there. And then there, a lot of those people came to America, they got their Bibles and they, they got free. Because when you get your Bible and you believe it, and then you're under repentance. When you're under severe slavery and severe oppression like that, you're in repentance. Oh, yeah. When you have people whipping you, working you in the fields every day, you're in repentance. You got your Bible out at night by candlelight, and you're reading you, hoping to God that God is there hearing you. And God is the God of Moses, and the God of freedom, and the God of Passover, and the God of liberation. He set his people free. He set his, all his slavery free. He's going to set it free. That's what we got to deal with here. we got to set the nation free under this bondage of this horrifying and depraved. It's depravity. It's reprobate. There's not enough words we can use to describe how disgustingly heinous this is what we're dealing with in this country. And it's, it's being set up. It's, it's not a natural occurring event. It's something that's being funded and pr pushed forward like BLM. Where's that at? It's gone. They don't care about that now. And all the black people in America just have to suffer with the ignominy and the infamy of ha now having to be associated. A lot of people not wanting to be associated with the racial black Ku Klux Klan movement of the BLM, right? That didn't help anyone. That was reverse psychology. That was ideology just being pushed out in a Marxist way in order to hurt the community and cause the community to be more divided than ever. That wasn't what Martin Luther King would have, right? Martin Luther, Protestant, Martin Luther King, 
I don't care if his name was Mike. I don't care. Point is, that's how it went down in history. That's how God wanted it. And Martin Luther, Michael King, whatever, however you want to look at it, that man was a Protestant preacher. He understood what was going on. He understood the history of his own church, the Baptists. He understood the, how the, the Baptists came up out of the slave trade. Oh, gospel soul music from the turn going back 100 years, 200 years. That, that, that's where God moved on the heart of his people, and whether they were both black and white, changed this nation. That's what we need now. We need that radical, unexpected revolution in the people to come out, to join together, and say, we're not going to be taken in by all this Antifa instigation. That's what it is. It's antagonism. It's an instigation, instigating. We're not going to be taken in by the instigation. Not in an economic way, not in a cultural way as far as our skin tones, whether we have light skin or dark skin. That's irrelevant. What matters is the gospel of the Lord and taking back this country by the energy that it was always built on, which is the, the revival movement, the great awakening, and the extending of that gospel message, which was really the initial inspiration was the Protestant Reformation by, it started by Martin Luther in 1517 in Germany. So we've got a, a lot of uh, stories of Biden family corruption, but it doesn't end there. The IRS corruption, hang on, there's more. The Department of Justice corruption, and wait, the FBI, corruption at the FBI. It's amazing. And we got these whistleblowers on Capitol Hill, and there was a uh, Republican congressman and his cohort uh, on Capitol Hill yesterday held a uh, press conference, a very important press conference. If you're looking for it in the New York Times, uh, it's not on the front page. I can tell you that much because I looked at it online. I don't pay for the New York Times. But I went to their uh, website, and, and it was nowhere to be found on their, uh, at least on the, you, I have to dig in or search for it or something, but it wasn't anywhere on the, the first page of the New York Times website. And they, and they publish a photograph of the front page of the hard copy of the newspaper, and it's nowhere to be found on the front page of the hard copy of the New York Times. And when I, uh, I woke up this morning with my best girl, uh, we were laughing about something, and uh, went to the front door to get the uh, the Washington Post, which we get it delivered to our front door. It's very old-fashioned. And uh, there's the Washington Post. And I said, uh, today's game is, will the story about Hunter Biden and the IRS and the whistleblowers and the congressional press conference on Capitol Hill, will it appear in today's Washington Post? Will it be there? Will it be in there at all? And uh, we searched and we searched. And I will uh, say my best girl did the searching and uh, in the Washington Post. And uh, very often I'm busy on my iPad and the television and my best girl is leafing through the Washington Post. And every time I hear her laugh, uh, I, I know that there is a, a fun story <laughs> that, that she's going to want to share with me. And, um, and uh, sure enough, page 15, it's uh, the bottom of page 15 in black and white, no photographs or anything like that. A uh, milk toast little piece by three different Democrats who typed it up uh, with uh, their party's interests in mind. Of course, and uh, there is—it's uh, big news. We've got big news for you. Even the news media is not covering it. And on MSDNC and beyond, uh, you know, and NBC, they had uh, Lester Holt, who was, oh, you know, Republicans on Capitol Hill are saying, well, you know, here are the documents. Okay, and here's the testimony from the whistleblowers who are senior investigative agents at the Internal Revenue Service. And uh, of course, the media—they spin it. Uh, oh, Republicans are being mean to poor Hunter Biden, who's just a drug addict, who only became a drug addict, drug addict after his older brother Bo died of a brain tumor in 2015, which is a huge lie. He was kicked out of the Navy in 2014 for repeated cocaine 
uh, abuses. And, of course, he brags about smoking crack with uh, then D.C. Mayor Marion Barry, and that was going to be in 1990 or 1991 in Georgetown, smoking crack, bragging about it. Uh, but the media will tell you, oh, no, he only became hooked on drugs after his brother Bo died because he was so traumatized that what choice did he have but to get Russian prostitutes and smoke crack? I mean, it's everybody's reaction to everything, isn't it? It's, uh, you know, it's kind of an amazing world uh, we're building here, or the left has, uh, has built here. So we've got, uh, we've got updates on that. And it turns out, speaking of which, uh, Hunter Biden also deducted prostitutes. He, in his uh, tax filings, he, deduct, he deducted prostitutes and a very expensive membership to uh, what we would euphemistically refer to as a gentleman's club, a gentleman's club, where they euph- euphemistically uh, have uh, exotic dancers. Not that there's anything wrong with exotic dancers. There isn't. And, uh, and not that there's anything wrong with gentlemen's clubs. Gentlemen's clubs. That's, uh, in plain English, that's a strip joint and strippers. But uh, in the Biden family, it's uh, baby mama. You know, it's, uh, they call baby mama. And then you deny paternity, and then you try to strip away all child support because you try, you, you go to the court and, uh, and say, I'm so poor, I've barely sold any $500,000 paintings this month. Uh, and, uh, and then they cut the pay to your four-year-old daughter who you've abandoned. And they don't even put a sock on the mantle at Christmas time in the White House for their, their rejected grandchild, Joe and, uh, you know, Joe and Do- Joe Biden, he's the president and not a doctor, Jill Biden. They don't know how many grandchildren they have. They give a different number every time they're asked. It's kind of embarrassing. At least it would be embarrassing if there are any shame left in the Democrat Party. But there isn't. So much work left to do. We should probably loot a Walgreens. What do you think? Maybe maybe go get a Louis Vuitton and a Loot Loot Lemon. Go, go pick up some uh, garments and some handbags. And are they handbags? Is over there? So uh, huge uh, red state headline. Hunter Biden claims Joe Biden was in the room while he was threatening a Chinese official to pay up or else. DOJ sunk the investigation. That's one of the things we learned yesterday, but that's not on the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post. NBC News did a story on it with Lester Holt, but they attacked Republicans. That was their take on the story. IRS agents told Congress of Hunter Biden invoking his father's business deal, uh, and uh, that actually is the New York Times but uh, uh, headline, but it's not on their front page. I don't have a hard copy of their paper because I don't pay for it. And I looked for it online, and it's really hard to find, really hard to find. If you don't, you got to pay because they're, you know, they're capitalists when it comes to them. Right? So Hunter Biden demanded cash from Chinese business partner and and of course, uh, find it in The Washington Post at the bottom of page 15. Hunter Biden whistleblower accuses Garland, comma, Graves of blocking probe. You know how Democrats don't like to b- block probes. They like uh, they like ever expanding probes. Uh, but uh, it turns out that they they corruptly at the Justice Department blocked investigations. And this is the big news that we learned yesterday. Uh, Democrats are pretending it didn't happen. They're whistling past the graveyard. And they'll attack anybody that mentions it because government accountability is not their bag. Know what I mean? And, of course, the Washington Free Beacon. Um, Hunter Biden deducted payments to Hooker and Sex Club from his taxes. Now, Michael Piercy and uh, Larry O'Connor and I were talking about this this morning, and we're like, well, uh, and Patrice Onwuka was here, and 
So, well, everybody does that, right? I mean, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't everybody deduct payments and your taxes for your Russian prostitutes? Not that there's any Russian collusion going on here. Uh, talk about, uh, you know, your, your uh, ever-expanding probe. So uh, the deducting payments to the prostitutes and the sex club from his taxes. Uh, but good luck uh, finding it in the mainstream fake news media. Just amazing stuff. So we got that going for us. Also, uh, you know, Rachel Levine, <laughs> the summer of pride because the month, pride month is not enough. And honestly, I think that pro-life groups, I was talking about this last week, pro-life groups, there is a pro-life flag, and it's a good pro-life flag, with a uh, white background, a red band, a blue band, and two little tiny footprints, little teeny tiny footprints, one in red and one in blue, and it's the pro-life flag. And uh, it's time that pro-life groups and Christian groups got together and went to the government and uh, county and state governments and said, well, we're going to have uh, pro-life month in October. We're going to have pro-life month in October, and it must be in every school uh, the flags must fly from every government building, and uh, and it must be a part of the uh, curriculum taught in school to children every year. See, this is how you 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 kill their movements. So you say, well, we want equal treatment, and then they uh, you know uh, burn a police car and loot someplace, and uh, they riot and attack the police, and a lot of people get injured, and maybe somebody gets killed, and uh, then they they say, okay will relent, but uh, really they don't want to relent, do they? So uh, so I think that uh, pro-life groups, the pro-life flag needs to become very mainstream, needs to fly from every government building in every county and every state. The United States of America needs to be in every schoolroom, needs to be a part of the curriculum every October, all month long. There must be lessons in the value of human life, uh, the constitutionality, you know, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Uh, when life begins, this all has to be a part of, because what's fair is fair, right? Of course, the left doesn't believe that at all, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. You need to push for uh, for that. And what else? Military Pride Month. Need to have Military Pride Month. And where well, we spend a month, a month in the schools teaching all the kids about all of the great and miraculous things the American military has done over the the centuries now to liberate people from from tyrants and from tyranny and uh, the importance of the United States of America, the role that we have played and continue to play in the world when we've got a pro-American person in the White House. Oh, speaking of which, Barack Obama, you remember him, he did an interview, uh, CNN, Christian Amanpour. Christian Amanpour and, and uh, Barack Obama. And, um, and he had some crazy stuff to say. Um, it, it, you got to listen to what he said. And then I'll ask, do you think he should give up his oceanfront mansions? Because he, you know, he's like, oh, who cares about those five rich white people? And two of them were Pakistani in a uh, submersible going down to the Titanic. You know, what about uh, migrants that drowned in the Mediterranean? Those are the people I care about because he's a racist and he's anti-American. But uh, we've got that coming up. And, and he said a lot of other crazy stuff to Christian Amanpour, too. Also, speaking of the submarine, the mini-sub going down to see the Titanic. Um, Titan, they call it uh, Titan. Titan subs fatal implosion likely heard on U.S. Navy secret acoustic system that goes back to Sunday, not long after it submerged 
Um, you know, today is Friday. That was Sunday that it uh, went down to go see the Titanic. And uh, the U.S. Navy has a, a uh, uh, setup in the, let's just say, the North Atlantic Ocean, a listening system, um, an acoustic listening system that listen, you ever see Hunt for Red October or read Hunt for Red October, uh, where we listen for the commies uh, sneaking up on us to murder everybody because, you know, that is their plan, that is their want. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, speaking of which, uh, uh, Barack Obama all said, also said, oh, who cares about slavery in China and Uyghurs and genocide of an ethnic and religious minority? Tui, who cares about them? You know, what about my uh, Nike shoes? Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but we'll get to what he said about that, too, because he doesn't care about genocide in uh, China as long as it's the Uyghurs. Um, but it turns out that the Navy's uh, sonar system picked up something that could, remember Jonesy and Hunt for Red October? I, you know, sounds like a lava flow, but I think it's a, uh, I think it's a Soviet submarine. Well, they, they listened to things out there, and it turns out they heard something not long after the submarine went down. That was probably the submarine imploding. And, of course, the media went to Hollywood film director James Cameron, who made the movie, the dramatic film Titanic. They went to him to ask his opinion because they're Hollywood suck-ups. They're Hollywood suck-ups. And now that we know for sure that the whole uh, Trump-Russia collusion thing is a complete fake ginned up by corrupt government officials, starting with Hillary Clinton, shouldn't the Pulitzer Prize board take their Pulitzer Prizes back from the fake news organizations that reported the fake story and then won journalism's grandest awards? Um, also, a meteorologist who's leaving the business because somebody sent him a mean email and he has PTSD. He's a climate change fanatic. Someone sent him a mean email. The police were called, but he's got PTSD, so he's got to leave, you know, the controversial and dangerous business of reporting the weather on TV in Iowa. It's, uh, <laughs> it's amazing. Now, the, uh, the Prime Minister of India... The Prime Minister of India is in Washington, D.C., visiting the United States on an official state visit. I'm sure Joe Biden's asking him to do something about the weather, right? And they had a state dinner. Now, I should say I've, uh, the last couple of days, going down to Newsmax, which is in downtown Washington, D.C., to do my, my show. It's been a little bit challenging because the Prime Minister is staying at the Willard Hotel uh, down close to the White House, uh, and uh, what is that, 15th-ish, 14th Street, Pennsylvania Avenue, and uh, the Willard Hotel, famous old hotel, great hotel, and uh, the Indian Prime Minister Modi and his delegation are staying there. So the streets around the hotel are blocked off by the police, and that makes navigation difficult. It's one of the things about living in Washington, D.C. that you run into from time to time. But they had a state dinner, and it's only blocks from the White House. And they had a state dinner last night with Prime Minister Modi, and uh, the the news media is very excited. The Washington Post and National Panhandler Radio, oh, Joe Biden is so great. They had a vegetarian menu at the state dinner for the Indian Prime Minister because he don't want no steak. You know, he they don't eat uh, beef, and the uh, you can eat other stuff though. Um, but uh, they uh, 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 vegetarian menu for Prime Minister Modi. Very excited, and it's headlines everywhere. 
headlines not everywhere. Hunter Biden was at the dinner last night. Hey, it's uh, is crack vegetarian? Do you think? Is there any? Is it might even be vegan? Probably no dairy or anything in there. And uh, did he bring the reefer? Did he bring the uh, did bring the spleefa? Hunter was there, and there were lots and lots of uh, members of the Biden family there. They, uh, it was noted that they didn't have a lot of Hollywood people there, though. Not a lot of Hollywood. Normally at a state dinner, a lot of Hollywood people want to come, but Prime Minister of India, apparently the Hollywood people didn't want to be there, so they weren't. They had to have the crackhead instead. And I've got updates on him coming up. Prime Minister Modi of India, some, uh, you know, they uh, uh, attack him for not having an ideal human rights record. I think it has to do with Islamic terror mostly. But uh, but let me get to the story from the Daily Mail because the American news media doesn't really cover the news when it comes to the Democrats unless it's really good news. Then they love to cover it. Hunter Biden makes first public appearance since sweetheart tax crimes deal at glamorous White House state dinner with India. President turns lavish Modi event into a family affair. It's a family affair. It's a family affair. By inviting scandal-hit son, daughter, and granddaughter. But wait, there's more. Biden's holding their third state dinner of this administration, the only Biden administration, presumably, Hunter Biden made his first public appearance since his sweetheart plea deal that uh, kept him out of prison and uh, and was at Dad Joe Biden's state dinner for Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi. President Joseph Biden and First Lady Jill Biden turned the black tie event into a family affair. Son Hunter Biden and his wife Melissa He's got, a, he's got a wife, Melissa. There's a song named Melissa, too, but I won't sing that. And uh, there's a, uh, and his wife, Melissa. Now, is his wife, Melissa, was his wife, Melissa, uh, previously married to any other Biden family member? Because I know he's got a history of, uh, but uh, the wife, Melissa, is there. And Hunter Biden, a wife, Melissa. Joe's brother, James, was there. Joe's brother, uh, James, was there. Granddaughter, Naomi, granddaughter, Naomi, and her new husband, Peter Neal, they are the ones that live in the White House. They live, there are apartments up on the top floor that, you know, used to be servants' quarters. And, uh, but they're nice, it's the top of the White House. And, uh, and they live in the White House, the, uh, the granddaughter and her new husband. They were married at the White House. And then after the wedding, they went home, but they were already home because they live in the White House. It's good to be the king. It's a kind of weird thing. And daughter Ashley. Daughter Ashley was there, too. You remember Daughter Ashley? She's the uh, passive-aggressive one that left uh, the diary in the rehab halfway house because the whole Biden family, you know, has. And she's the one that, in the diary, we learned, uh, and that she left the diary behind. And then somebody found it. Somebody came into the room that she, was, uh, that she had been staying in at the, at the drug rehab halfway house and found her diary and said, hey, look at this diary. Isn't this crazy? Then they realized that it was the daughter of Joe Biden. 
and they passed the diary along. And then the FBI, uh, you know, uh, launched raids and arrested people. And did they put them in prison for, uh, they, they, and they raided, uh, didn't they, that was uh, Project Veritas got a hold of it and they raided Project Veritas. And uh, gosh, because, you know, the FBI is the private army of the, like in banana republics, of the Biden family, the Biden administration, and the Democrat Party. It's filthy corrupt. It's the most corrupt thing that anybody's ever seen in the United States of America. But back to Ashley. So she was at the uh, dinner last night, and she's the one who, in the diary, said that dad used to shower with her until she was, what, like, you know, like 22 or something. Just kidding, not until she was 22. But when she was a uh, girl, when she was a young girl, dad would pull her into the shower. I assume he sniffed her hair and things as he's, as he's in the habit of doing. And uh, that was revealed in the diary. And then the media, uh, uh, you know, just buried the story, attacked anybody that talked about it. Uh, they don't want more information. They want to cover up the information, you know, particularly if it's not good news, if it doesn't reflect well upon the, uh, the Democrat Party. Because, you know, I'm telling you. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. So uh, that was last night. Also, there are apparently complaints about the menu by, uh, by Indian people. Um, I, I'm, I, I like Indian food, and you know, I've been to India and traveled around India, and uh, Indian food is great by me, uh, but, and not all of it is vegetarian, but, the, um, but they have some of the best vegetarian food in the, in the world, I've got to say. If you want a vegetarian diet, Indian food is good, uh, good for that purpose. And they, so they had the vegetarian diet last night, but there are apparently a lot of people pointing out, hey, there's some issues with this. Um, but I, I kind of like the family thing. Naomi, who showered with dad. At, oh, excuse me. Naomi is the granddaughter who's living in the White House with her new husband, Peter Neal, and Ashley, who left the diary. You know, isn't it absurd that Ashley leaves the diary full of all kinds of damaging personal information about Joe Biden and the Biden family, a little passive-aggressive thing like oh i can't believe i forgot my diary and weeks later didn't realize it it's a diary you're supposed to do something in it every day right and then hunter leaves his laptop at the laptop repair place in delaware uh passive aggressive much i think that uh, that that speaks to some family issues going on there and the showering with his daughter to the point where she said that she believes and she told her many therapists she believes that that contributed to her becoming a sex addict and, uh, I guess, a drug and alcohol addict, right? Because, you know, the family traditions, family traditions. All right, let's go to the uh, telephones, Michael. Uh, there's a lot more about the corrupt Biden family, but it's worse than that because it's the corrupt Justice Department under Merrick Garland. Oh, yeah, by the way, speaking of Merrick Garland, Merrick Garland was at the uh, state dinner last night as well. He's uh, Joe Biden's personal attorney general. And interestingly enough, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy was at the state dinner and Steve Scalise was at the state dinner, who was lucky to survive when a Bernie Sanders volunteer shot him in an effort to murder him uh, several years ago now. Yeah, amazing stuff. So Merrick Garland is there. He's crooked as uh, all get out. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, Steve Scalise. Um, the Ashley, uh, don't shower with me. You think she's sensitive about showering with grown men now because of her relationship with her father, Joe Biden? There you have it. So we've ab- absolutely got to drop the hammer on these people up there, these disgusting and depraved Biden pigs. Well, let's not, let's not beat around the bush. 
I mean, these people are the most kind of low-life scumbag humans that you can really get, right? I mean, these are the lowest of the low. I mean, Joe Biden's whole family, and he's going back to how he he lost his first wife and, and daughters and children, killed in, a, in, a, in, a, in a, what he called, what Joe Biden describes as a drunken car accident. But if you go back and look at the records, there was no, there was no drunk individual involved. The person who they claimed was a drunk driver was a truck driver who apparently after the thing is said and done, after months of investigation and the true history comes out, apparently whoever, whatever was going on with this individual, he wasn't a drunk driver at all. So it, it's, it, the whole thing is weird. I'm suspicious. I'm suspicious of the Washington, D.C. murder swamp. I don't know how all that stuff works out, but it seems like that to me, whether it was the universe or it was, you know, murderous insider deep state you know, agents owning Biden. But on, on some level, this guy, I don't know if, he, if his wife outed him as the pervert and pedophile and child molester that he is. He obviously is such a pederast that even like went out his own children. Ashley in the shower, you don't, you don't shower with your own daughter. I mean, and this isn't like swimming in the pool and doing swimming lessons or, you know, this is like, this is a grown woman, a young, a young woman in puberty, you know, having to submit to the pressure of having to shower with her own father. I mean, that's just so disgusting. That alone, that little periscope into the lives of this, these people shows you how sick and depraved they are. And I'm pretty sure that the Hunter Biden smoking crack with Mary and Barry back in the day, all that kind of stuff. I'm sure that these crackheads, you have to remember that Bill Clinton was famous for bringing huge amounts of, 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 of uh, cocaine into America through Arkansas. I'm not an expert on this, but there was a book by an individual called Gary Webb called Dark Alliance, and it's it's a total exposure of how the Washington D.C. insider cabal and Jesuits, right? Because of course, uh, you know, Bill Clinton went to Georgetown University, and he was a Rhodes Scholar, right? So of course he's a, he's a high level, highly placed, power elite, papist. And of course, he doesn't have to go in there and take part in the rituals and actually observe anything religious or actually believe in, in, in uh, anything to do with the dogma and the doxology of Roman chants or, you know, whatever kind of mantra or candle burning or incense waving or whatever the particular religio-cultic ritual of the moment is. Of course, Bill Clinton doesn't have to take part in any of that. He just has to go around being friends with Epstein, right? And, and finding a way to go around and and have uh, affairs with all the women that he can. Just be a general human, a human pig, right? That's what we're talking about. I mean, that's why the, the Clintons are so messed up. Look at Hillary. She's, she's so dogged out. They go around pretending like they have a marriage. They have a sham marriage. They're just some kind of power-reaching psychopaths on adrenochrome you ever see hillary come out and she does the head warble and she almost falls over and her eyes are like rolling back in the back of her head and she's like oh, oh, oh. you know she comes out in front of all the, the press adrenochrome guys and all you cowardly little press whores out there who cannot you cannot string one sentence of words together that's the truth you're just an instrument of lying filth 
That's what the entire media is. And uh, of course, little by little, the truth outs, right? Truth finds a way in, the way water finds a way in through the hole. If there's a hole in a ship, if you have the hole of a ship and there's a crack in the hole, then the water will find a way to, to squeeze in. There's no way for it to just pass it by, right? That's how the truth works. That's how it works here with us. We're going to spread it around and cast the light of this. And sometimes the truth is awful, but we need to know. We need to know the awful truth. We just stare right into right in its face. And we have to recognize that we're being pushed into a massive false dichotomy. Right? It's an illusion of black and white, some kind of bipolarity of choices that is really not is really not real. It's not really we don't we don't have to be co-opted by this blue and red brainwash, by this left versus right psycho paradigm. We don't have to be subsumed into that guys. We don't have to be we don't have to be assimilated into this grotesque pedophilia pride day. Okay, and that's really what we're looking at over across the the White House and all the perverts can hide under this banner of gay marriage rights, right? That's what everybody says. So if you go and you attack this pedophilia in the culture, you attack these groomers and you, and you tell them to get the hell away from the kids, and you find a couple of perverts riding their bicycles around uh, you know, with their boners out in front of kids and you beat them in the head with a pipe, then all of a sudden you're a gay hater. You're hating gays. These people are not gays. These are pedophiles. And the entire community of alternate lifestyles of, of, of grown adults who, have, who are healthy and are not degenerate, pedo-ass pigs... Who, who have their partners or their, their marriages and have their private affairs. None of our business, right? As we always say. But over there, hiding under the, the guise of this adult lifestyle choice, political banner, is all these pedophiles going after our kids. And, and it's, of course, that's it goes all the way back to the, the funding with Disney and BlackRock and the World Economic Forum. All of it is part and parcel. You know, the ESG score... I mean, all, all of that entire, the entire system, the entire philosophy and the ideology behind that is what is promoting this debauching of our kids. So it's the elites who debauch their own kids. Look at the Bidens. Look, look at all of them. They're all a bunch of pervs out there in Hollywood. Look at Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> all those, all those, all the Hollywood starlets out there and we cry at their movies and we were moved by their performances and the Golden Globe Emmy Awards, blah, blah, blah. They're all over there. Just imagine them underneath Harvey Weinstein's desk. Stroking that dude's wiener, and jumping up on his wiener and having at it with alacrity, right? Doing the noise, moaning like whores, all of them. A bunch of embarrassed, now angry, disgraced women in Hollywood go around pridefully jumping into their limos, everyone flashing pictures, but they're just whores. They just turned out Harvey Weinstein whores. Let's be real. And they're angry about it, and they sent that guy away to prison for being such a pig after he took advantage of all of them. And ashamed them, embarrassed them by making them beg at his wiener like groveling whores. I mean, I'm sorry to go after the, the Hollywood uh, uh, bitches, uh, actresses so hard, but at the same time, they're the ones promoting this ungodly and horrific agenda, this pornographic mindset, this vile and incomprehensibly depraved degeneration of the sexual development of our children. So they're, they're in there prying into the, the, the minds and the, psych- the psychology of our school children fucking about so that they can debauch them and disorient their sexual development so they grow up to be perverts it's like the people at the uh, the, the, the park doing the chanting the um the woke fairies right the woke fairies or some such pervert group is going around 
under the guise of the freedom to be to be to be lesbian and gay, right? And they and they use that adult understanding and comprehension of adult lifestyles to descend down into the, the pedophilia because they're just a bunch of pedophiles who openly admit that they were molested when they were and that they go after uh, children and they like to have their maps minor attracted persons, right? What kind of what kind of technical legal jargon bullshit is that these are individuals we need to string up on a rope and hang them from a noose till they're dead get them away from our children we can't have them chanting in the park we're coming for your children these are people that can't reproduce can't have babies don't have any children of their own and if they did they would have abused them to 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 death these are individuals who are just who are only really interested in making sure that they can have access to your children and that they can have these transgender perverts going into the library story hours and the, all the, the sick and twisted and brainwashed adults who are allowing this to happen are really taking part in the child abuse too. They're just cowards. They're, they're unable and unwilling to do anything to look out for their own children if they have any and the children of others. So this whole topic is going to come to an extremis, right? It's going to come to an, ex- to an extreme outcome as parents refuse to allow their kids to be armed in this way and these other sick and perverted groomer adults right we need to have an anti-groomer party really let's be real and these groomer pervert adults are insisting that they're going to sue us to make the courts force our children to sit in those chairs in the classrooms to sit in front of these transgender perverts they're going to try to force molest our kids in the classroom in the public classroom got to get your kids out of the public classroom got to make moves like you would in a battle zone when they're starting to shoot the uh, machine guns at you, you roll down into the, into the foxhole and you, and you run out the back and you, you retreat a little bit and you get a new position from which to fight from. That, that, that's what we're dealing with here, guys. It's time for you to recognize the extreme warfare, what's about to happen in this culture. And when those people sense that they have in front of them a student or parents or people who, who you know, might support Trump or might support DeSantis or might support any kind of uh, American principles or beliefs, that were uh, established before yesterday, right? So the, the classic traditional principles of American constitutional freedom and liberty, protections from tyranny, all those ideas, they're not interested in that. They want to have a tyranny and they want to have the, 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 the tyrannical right to abuse your children by force in front of the classroom, right? And, and if you don't like it and you go to the, the, the school boards and you try to resist having them pour that putrefying, soul-killing depravity into the, the eyes and ears and minds of your children, then, of course, they're going to have to set the FBI on you. Merrick Garland up there, you know? It's what, what whiplash as we, as we turn to this poisonous tyranny from the, the era of Trump, which he was just, he, he was so soft-handed, he couldn't even control his own federal government. Now they have the federal government coming after us to force molest our children at, at, the, uh, at the behest and supposed authority of the FBI. They're going to they're protect the rights of the groomers and the transgenders. And they're going to make sure that they fill, that, fill your child's mind with that bullshit. With that reprobate pornographic filth. And we're going to fight it all the way. I don't know what they think they're going to do. Are they, what are they going to do? Try to march all the healthy parents off to the death camps with a bunch of perverts and transgender queers. are going to take us all out. Well... I think uh, what you're going to find out is we, we relish the, uh, the, the, the confrontation. So go ahead. All you freaks and queers and guys that are going to cut your, cut your balls off and try to shape it into, surgically shape it into a vagina. I want you to go get your gun rights, go get your gun card or whatever you got to do. 
go get your weapons and, and prepare for war. Come and get us. Because we're not going to take it. And we're not going to see anybody's children molested around us. And we're not going to accept any more of these, let's be open-minded, they're just cross-dressing transvestites. It's, it's okay. No, when you're coming after the kids, no, that's it. That's it for you. I think everybody's getting real quiet. The tectonic political avalanche is taking place right under your feet. And you go ahead and keep marching out there with your, your queer purple hair and your we're going to come after your children chants. Just keep on doing it. Because we need a record of you. We need to keep an eye on you. We need to see who's out there boldly proclaiming how they're going to attack children. And uh, it, it won't, it'll take some time. It'll take a few years, 10, 15 years, to get these new generations of, of our children who are healthy, who salute the flag and put their hand over their heart during the pledge, who recognize the Constitution as the law of the land. It'll take a few generations for, to get them to, to, to come of age. You already have kids in Canada and in America, different places, who are just storming out of the classrooms because they're not going to accept it. They're not going to accept this debased, degraded, degenerated, pervert, filth in their presence in the classroom. They want to hold hands. They want to go to the movies and, and, and have candy and make out. They want to be healthy, regular kids. They want to grow up and, and be married and have kids. They're not going to be induced to this, all of us puking our mouth together pervert syndrome that you're trying to inculcate into the children. You're the ones who are teaching hate. You're teaching hate of heterosexual normal couples. You're teaching hate for American ideals and freedom and liberty upon which that liberty and freedom that you're abusing to degrade the country and to attack it and to undermine the actual foundations of the country itself. So in, in the future, I, I foresee a time when these degenerate transgender pigs will no longer have the right or the expectation of any right to run around the, openly in, in front of our kids and exposing their disgusting, fat, lard-ass bodies and their ugly appendages at our kids. That, that will not somehow bring over a new generation of pervert, pride, pedophile kids into their camp. But it's going to create a new level of extremism in these young people who are going to be far less tolerant than we grown-ups have been to this debased and perverted ideological corruption that's taking place in our society. We need to introduce a whole new subject here, and we're going to switch gears a little bit. And here in, in America, we're talking about the organized, pseudo-political, manufactured, pervert revolution that's sweeping across America. Is really just one other part of the, the larger agenda here. It's not just some, some gay groups fighting for the right to, to be gay, right? I mean, it's not 1990 anymore. It's not just some people who are, who are marginalized who have to speak up so that the, the, the larger government and society can hear them. It's, now it's about trying to molest an entire generation of children through the media, through the systems of, of uh, public education, can't go into a children's library without getting perved out with instruction manuals on how to do fellatio, uh, the kids, so the kids can per perform fellatio on each other, or, or on the teachers, or whatever. What, what is the purpose behind trying to molest these kids and sexualize them at an early age? So they can be sexual objects for adults. Come on, let's, let's be real. This is just the, the system of, of grooming brought out to an industrial scale. And it's, it's really after Obama and Michael, right, Michael Obama. That's why we're having this whole transgender revolutionary catharsis in America. 
as if you know transgender rights are really a meaningful or important part of, of human society, let alone American society. It's not. It's negligible. It's meaningless. People like dressed in each other's clothes or something like, I mean, why we're all stopping traffic and shutting down American society and freezing out the actual real electorate of 90% of America's healthy, heterosexual, heteronormative couples who have children in school. You know, the whole process is to degenerate future generations of kids so they'll no longer reproduce. They'll be too busy trying to bugger each other. They'll be too busy trying to molest children or carry on same-sex relationships. So they'll be doing everything they can to get off, to get their rocks off, other than trying to have a family and carry on the human species or the, the American future taxpayer or debt payer or however you want to look at it, right? It's just, so in every single dynamic, every single demographic and every single calculation on every level, there's a planned withering and poisoning and debauching of our entire society. So as we have to kind of like look at the larger picture here, we need to recognize how BlackRock is set once again to rebuild Ukraine. As soon as all the, uh, the, the mortar shells and the, the bombs are being dropped and all the, you know, the people, the, 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 the populace in Ukraine is being pushed into shooting guns at the, at the Russian invaders or however you want to look at it. Whenever the geopoliticians get done destroying everything over there, they're going to set BlackRock in there to make 15-minute cities, smart cities, cities where you can't uh, hide your thoughts, can't hide your, your eye movements, you can't hide your biometric response, Right? You're living in a giant lie detector instrument right, that follows you around, collects your data, and basically makes sure that you're not, uh, not going to step out of line or, or you'll, just, you'll be wiped out. So that, that's, that's what we're looking at here in Ukraine is the deindustrialization of Europe and the, the, the attempted castration of Germany and the potential growth of Germany to become once again a leading nation, a leading power. And you can see what uh, is taking place in France, of course. But we have to get into this discussion about the influence, the foreign influence, which is what the United States would be in Europe. In Europe, America is a foreign influence. And the, the foreign influence in Europe has been catastrophic for Europe and has retarded their growth and, and hamstrung all their ability to, to generate independence or political liberty on their own bringing them into this European Union, this constricting and constantly tightening suffocation so that the different individual European states can't have their own money. They have to have all have a euro, right? They have to have all have a common passport. And in this degeneracy of the sovereignty of the European people into this super state, they leaked in tens and thousands of hundreds of thousands of, of warlords and marauders under the, 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 under the so-called guise of migrants who are there to, to loot and pillage and rape the place and to, and to devolve it into a universal catastrophe there. And that's the plan. That's the plan for America. That's what they're building up here in America with this whole process of stealing the election with Joe Biden and have him input once again the, the agenda of the deep state, which led to the fall of Afghanistan and really, really to the fall of Paris and in France now, if you look and watch, the police are running around trying to beat everyone up, but the bystanders are going to get hurt and they're going to start to join the mobs and it's just going to get worse and worse. And you can see that they staged this out. It was over the last 15, 20 years that people have been complaining about un unwanted people from Pakistan, un unwanted people from so-called migrants 
from Iran, you know, migrants from all over the world pouring here into Europe. And now at this last stage of the game, they finally lit the fuse and they brought in the actual invading forces that are there to overthrow, kick in windows, steal cars, murder people, and basically burn the French society and really the European society down because you can see it's spreading. And so this is a continuation of the Obama, the deep state Hillary Clinton Obama plan for the degeneration of Western civilization into flames. So we, we have to go outside of the United States. You have this Swiss historian here. He's going to bring the criticism that we need to hear. It's not, it's not like we, we love it. It's not like we love hearing criticism about America, but we need to hear the truth. We're not in Russia. We're not in China. We're not in a place where it's a totalitarian control grid that totally controls every thought and every, every action and every minute of our day through WeChat or through some kind of technotronic tyranny, right? We don't, we don't have that totally set up yet. We, we, it's getting close. You got Google watching uh, everything you say. You got Biden uh, threatening American patriots. Get the January 6th tyranny unfolding so that people are, are locked in, in, into the Bastille Tower and up in Washington, D.C., like some kind of gulag. But we have the ability now to get together, find out the facts, and resist here in America. And that's what we have to do. We have to resist. We have to be willing to hear the criticism of, of the regime in Washington, D.C., that you hear the criticism of America in our, in our arrogant, lackadaisical, complacent attitude that's endangering the rest of the world. And we have to find out that the globalist elite are planning for America to descend so low as to never be able to rise again to be a world power. And that's happening with record velocity. So we're going to carry on here. It's really just, it was during the Obama administration with McCain when they sent in their color revolutionary forces through the CIA or whatever it is to overthrow the election in Ukraine. That's how we got Zelensky. Zelensky is just, he's not the duly elected president of Ukraine. He's not. He's not the real vice, vice chancellor, whatever, whatever retarded name they give the leader there. He, he's not the right one. He was just the one that, that Washington, D.C. used to kick over the actual democratic process in Ukraine, right? During the Obama administration. Does that sound familiar? Because that's exactly what happened. The same color revolution tactics and psychological operations were waged against the American people during the 2020 election to install Biden. What for? Why did the entire machinery of the entire deep state globalist power structure work so hard to take down Trump and put in Biden? Why did it matter? Well, the reason why it mattered is because they needed to pervert and child molest our entire society with that agenda. But you can see them doing it. With nakedness everywhere. Completely unacceptable. Pedophile groomer pride. Right? And they had to get back on track with the process of destabilizing Europe and trying to destroy Russia and uh, sucking up to, to China. Look at, look at, you know, blinking over there. Giving handies out. Giving uh, handies out to the, uh, the Chinese power structure from Washington, D.C. Whatever they want. He'll do it. So this is an extreme departure from what we saw with Trump. He wasn't beholden to any of these globalist forces. And I'm not sure what he's beholden to. I'm not sure that we turn to him and he's the hero or the answer. That's not clear to me. But what's clear to me is that Washington, D.C. and the power structure controlling that place, including BlackRock and Sequoia Capital and the CCP and every, every, every powerful agency in the world was disrupted by Trump and his agenda. So they had to get rid of him, and that's what they did. They're obviously going to send the man to a, pr a prison for 100 years. Why should we allow that? Why should the American people allow any of that horrifying injustice to take place? They're trying to make an example out of that guy. Why should we let it?
Why is everyone going to stay home and hide on their pillow? What's that going to do? If they can just pick him out and control the justice system and the justice department so completely to, to railroad the man into prison and he's their actual elected president of the United States, I love it or not. You might have voted against the guy, but if he is the rightful elected president of the United States, don't you have a duty to stand up for America or no? So, so let's get this right. So if, if Trump would have used his power when he was in power to arrest Biden and throw him in prison, you would not like that. But when Biden is illegally installed and uses his illegal power to arrest Trump, who's the rightful president that we chose in America, you're good with that. Okay, so that's what's going to lead to the civil war part of this. That's why we don't need you in America breathing air anymore. Okay, we can just cancel your next breath for you and punch your ticket, send you in the hole in the ground where you go. And we're going to defend America because if you're here such a, a slaving, slimy slob and pig that you're willing to betray America and the democratic system that allows us to get the president that we want, and you're willing to cheat to install your false pedophile president just so he can sell out America, yeah, yeah we're going to go to war over that. We're, we're at war right now. We're, we're on here working on our podcast, making every every effort, writing articles, con- constantly moving the ball forward to inform the American people that, no, we're not going to sit still for this. So we have to go into this fascinating discussion here. This is all we have. Daniel Ganser, right? He's a Swiss historian, well-known, academic, intellectual, right? Top level, just for you. And we need to bring the facts. We need to bring the criticism of course, this isn't against the American people, but it's, it's, a, it's a criticism of the American elites who are manipulating and despitefully using the American people as, 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 as enslaved as they are by their social security numbers to this banking debt. Of course, they're trying to take away whatever little paper money you have and turn it into a cryptocurrency. So now your future generations and all your children can be indebted to a ballooning trillion dollar debt obligation that's now computerized and digitalized, right? Doesn't that sound like a good idea for you and your kids? No. Not only do we not need a cryptocurrency, but we do not need to have a Federal Reserve System or a FedNow crypto coin that's going to control our economy and to send us into abject enslavement and lethal poverty, right? We're not going to allow it. We're going to make sure that we have the food parts that we need and the food supply We're going to make sure that we have the equipment we need the best that we can. We're going to make sure we have gold and silver in our possession so that when they take down our economic sovereignty in this country, we have some kind of financial backing that can support us through that time. So if you're not taking the warning that the world and that critical thinkers are bringing forth, if you're not accepting the dire but very accurate predictions of what's taking place here, then you really, you can't be helped and you can't be saved. But remember that the information was there for you when it mattered. Okay, when Google was there and you could get online and the Wi-Fi signal was available, you didn't use it to find out the information that you needed to survive. You went and looked up movie times. Oh, you went and looked for a new job. Oh, you went and looked to see if you could get a deal on on suchandsuch.com. But you didn't go and look up anything about, uh, what, what about medical facts? What about when Google goes out, the internet's off, None of your devices work. What about if you need one simple medical fact? How are you going to find it? Got it wrote down somewhere? So you fail to see the weakened position that you are in personally here in this country. So 
Here, we're here to uplift you and to give you these dire warnings so that you can be forearmed and forewarned. All right? So that's what this is all about. When you look at it from a historical perspective, and you know, I, I really appreciate the work you do, and I know you're, you're familiar with all that. But when you look at it from an objective point of view, with all the military bases, uh, then it's a, a clear-cut fact. The U.S. Uh, is, is at the moment uh, the, the ruling empire. Yeah, and especially for Europeans as well, and I'm also a Croatian uh, European citizen, and uh, I, I see the same thing as you do when I go back uh, to uh, Croatia and travel in Europe. Um, it's, it's hard to swallow for Western uh, Europeans uh, because I think, in a way, we are vassals uh, of the U.S. You know, the EU was a project, from what I remember, 50% plus financed by the CIA and the State Department. And it, it almost seems like I've been thinking about this recently. There's a 1939 planned by a guy called Straits called Atlantic Union to sort of integrate Europe uh, with the United States into one sort of transatlantic political uh, system. And, and you know, we've seen this throughout with, with the Ukraine war. And again, I, you mentioned the Tonkin. I love that. This is why I love your book, because it's a broad uh, stroke, uh, big picture of what's going on. And I would assign to my students to read the, the declassified NSA files, I think it was from the early 2000s, on the Tonkin Gulf or the Operation yep. Ajax from, you know, the 30-page actual CIA plan of, uh, of Ajax. I mean, this is what professors should be uh, doing. And then maybe, uh, what are your thoughts then on the rise of China and then what we're seeing in, in uh, Europe with Ukraine? I think a lot of us understand um kind of what's going on here, NATO expanding, uh, wanting to dominate globally. Uh, they see threats in the rise of China and, and the world island and, and Eurasia. Uh, you, you mentioned Seymour Hersh in your book often, and we've seen him re lately reporting, for example, on false flags such as uh, Nord Stream. And so w what are your sort of thoughts as to w where we are and w what's going on with China, Russia and, and uh, Ukraine? Well, that's that's obviously the the crucial topic right now that everybody's talking about Ukraine. I mean, the uh, Russian invasion of uh, 24 uh, February 2022 uh, was clearly illegal. So, you know, you can't invade in another country, very much like the US invasion of Afghanistan was illegal. You just can't invade another country. You can't do it. But and that's an important point. Um, it was not unprovoked because that's what Western media always say. It was unprovoked and illegal. No, no, it was illegal, but it was not unprovoked. And what, what was the provoking thing? It was really the expansion of NATO. So um, I, I do a lot of talks in, in Germany, Switzerland and Austria. And the main thing in Germany is that Germany was a divided country. Um, I know that you know that and I know it. And, you know, some people in the audience who, who might be 15 or 20 years old maybe don't remember. Germany, like North Korea and South Korea today, was it in the Cold War divided into countries? So it was Eastern Germany and Western Germany. And uh, the DDR, uh, the Eastern Germany, was occupied by Soviet forces. And then at the end of uh, 1990, um, uh, the, the Germans and the, the Russians or the Soviets talked together, and then the Soviets withdrew all their troops, 500,000 troops. That was Gorbachev, who was the last. Um, uh, uh, president of the Soviet Union, and then the Soviet Union in 1991 collapsed into 15 different states, and Ukraine being one of them, Russia and Kazakhstan, etc. And the important point is that at that time, um, the NATO and the Americans promised to the Russians that they would not expand NATO further um, to the east. 
And they kept that promise uh, for nine years. <laughs> and in 99, uh, Bill Clinton, US President Bill Clinton, first of all, bombed Serbia, which was again illegal. Um, and he expanded NATO. He, he, he took in Poland, uh, he took in Hungary and uh, uh, the Czech Republic. And, and, and it was just, you know, for, from a Rus Russian perspective, it was like, no way. Now the US is expanding its military alliance. Because you said very correctly that the Europeans are in a sort of vassals. I mean, they, they tend to think that they're independent. They tend to say, no, no, we're free. And of course, we're not, um, you know, subordinate to the US. But I mean, look at Germany. I mean, Germany is said to be the, the strongest country in Europe. And certainly from an economic point of view, it is. But uh, if, you, if you look at it, it's, it's basically occupied by the US. The US has military bases all over Germany, Rammstein being the biggest one. And, and so you have this e expansion of NATO. Um, in 2004, we have uh, Romania, Bulgaria, Slovakia, um, and Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, who come into, into NATO. And, and it just, you know, step by step grows. So Ukraine is the topic everybody's talking about. But when, 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 when we can talk about this topic as well, we First of all, I have to say, well, I, my perspective is, yes, the Russian invasion of Vladimir Putin uh, is illegal, but NATO expansion was uh, the key reason why we came to this catastrophic situation that we are now in. And this NATO expansion was, was then reaching a higher level when in 2014, um, U.S. President Obama um, uh, overthrew the government in Ukraine. That not many people know that. Many people think, no, Obama, you know, he's 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 received the Nobel Peace Prize. He's he's going to be a good guy. But he bombed Libya, 2011. He bombed Syria, 2014. And in 2014, he overthrew the government um, in Kiev. And that was Victoria Nuland who was in charge, under Secretary of State, and uh, she 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 was, you know, making a phone call. Um, with then um, U.S. ambassador in Kiev, uh, Jeffrey Pyatt. And this phone call was intercepted. We don't know who intercepted it. You know, it was top secret. Uh, but the data is now available for historians. And the, the data clearly shows that she says the new government should be Yatsenyuk. And he's the new guy who, could, who becomes prime minister. And he doesn't become prime minister through an election. There are snipers uh, on the roofs in, uh, in Kiev who shoot both demonstrators and uh, uh, and police. So, you know, that's classic uh, strategy of tension technique, and it's a coup d'etat. So I'm saying, yes, the Russian invasion is illegal, but also the U.S. coup d'etat in, in, in Ukraine in 2014, so eight years before the invasion was also illegal. And the government in Kiev has carried out a civil war for eight years, killing 14,000 people. Nobody cared, you know. We had corona, we had different issues. We were talking about many things, but we were not talking about Ukraine. And uh, it, it's only when the Russian invaded that, you know, Western media here in Switzerland or uh, in, 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 yeah, in Germany, in Great Britain, in France, started really to count the people who are dying in, in Ukraine. And, and, you know, it's, it's, it's terrible. I, I, I do have to say it's terrible to see war in Europe. But I think it's totally hypocritical that you only start to, to count the deaths after the Russians invaded. Why don't you count the deaths uh, after the military, after the coup d'etat of the Americans? And why don't you why don't you basically um, talk about the coup? And this is this is something that we can do here on your YouTube channel or on my YouTube channel. But the bigger television networks they don't they don't talk about the coup d'état. And 
this this brings me to the BRICS. The this this movement of NATO, first expansion, then the overthrow of the government of Ukraine, and also the invitation uh, to Ukraine to become a NATO member. This has really angered Russia. And so Russia and India have become much, much, much closer. And Russia and China have become much, much, much closer. Russia and Brazil have become much closer, and Russia and South Africa. So this whole BRICS uh, structure um, has really become a network which um, which now leads to a, a multipolar world. I mean, I'm, I'm totally convinced that the multipolar world is, is in... It is is in the making in front of our very eyes, and uh, the West has to has to read Russian texts. We have to read Chinese text. We have to read Indian text. We have to read text from Brazil. We have to read text from South Africa. Otherwise, we don't understand it. If we just read English, American, French, German, Swiss, and Italian text, you know, we're we're, we're basically moving in in the NATO in the NATO story world. <laughs> and that's, that's just 1 billion, 1 billion people. It's not everybody. Yeah, that's what I try to do on my socials is share uh, information from all sources, uh, you know, for directly from Russian government and Chinese government sources. And um, yeah, I actually had the privilege of shaking hands with the last president of the uh, Soviet Union, uh, Gorbachev, six years ago came. But I caught up with him uh, in Moscow many years later. And, uh, you know, on, on this program, I've, I've had, by the way, you mentioned Syria just this morning. I'm reading there are illegal troops, U.S. troops in, in Syria. And I, I recall a few months ago, uh, someone asked the U.N. about those troops. And the U.N.'s like, no, there's no U.S. Uh, presence in, in, in Syria. And they just killed uh, a Syrian civilian uh, today. They're, they're taking 80 percent of Syrian um, oil and uh, I, I've had the former British ambassador to Syria, Peter Ford, on the program as well some years ago. Uh, but I, I've talked to people like Terry Maison of Voltaire Network, uh, Guy Matan. Yeah, he knows the story. Yeah, and Guy Matan, the Swiss uh, journalist. And uh, just on Ukraine, their conclusion is that one result of what's going on with Ukraine is the deindustrialization and collapse of, of, of Europe. And, and they're, they're positing that the West, Washington kind of wants this. They kind of want to weaken uh, Europe. And uh, it's great what you laid out on multipolarity, but my fear is just your further thoughts on where this Ukraine war could go, its effect on Europe, and then the potential for it to escalate to like a third world war. I mean, I certainly see the point that the U.S. does not want uh, Europe to prosper economically. I mean, Germany, um, on, on the ranking of the big, we have 193 nations in, uh, on, on that globe. And the U.S. and China are, are, let's say, one and two. I'm not saying which one is the biggest economy because it's a huge debate. But, you know, China has, uh, has made a huge step uh, forward. And uh, let's still say U.S. is on one and China is on two. But this is about to switch. And, uh, and on, on, on the third uh, space, there's Japan, and on the fourth is already Germany, okay? So that's something very important, that's, that Germany is the fourth biggest economic power. And uh, you rightly say that the, Ameri the U.S. elite, again, I'm not talking about, about U.S. Po population, I'm talking about the U.S. elite, which is running um, foreign policy, like the neocons and uh, people who, who, who want a new American century, etc. They say um, that when Germany gets cheap gas from Russia, and they did, you know, get cheap gas from Russia for a long time, 
then Germany is going to, as an industrialized state, it's going to be stronger and stronger and stronger. So on the 26th of September in 2022, the North Stream pipelines uh, were taken out by a terrorist attack. And I, I fully go with Seymour Hersh's analysis, who says this was an attack carried out on the orders of U.S. President Joe Biden. So I think Joe Biden has destroyed Nord Stream. And if that is a fact, um, uh, by the way, uh, Seymour Hersh says Victoria Newland was also involved. Um, uh, so that's interesting. Victoria Newland is, is the lady who overthrew the government in Kiev and who takes out Nord Stream. So she's created quite a bit of chaos in Europe, but nobody talks about her. You know, you, you ask somebody in Switzerland, who is Victoria Newland? They go like, I don't know. They only know Joe Biden. They know Joe Biden. He's the president. But they don't know the details. They don't know um, um, that, that there's an agenda to dis actually destroy the cooperation between Russia and Germany. George Friedman uh, from Stratford, he once said it in 2015. He gave a talk. Uh, I think it was in Chicago. I, I'm not sure, but I think it was in Chicago. George Friedman talk where he said, we basically have to see to it that Russia and Germany are not working together as close partners because otherwise they get too strong. And he says U.S. policy has always been uh, basically to, to destroy that cooperation. And the explosion of North Stream is really, to me, the, <clears throat> the, um, the most obvious. I mean, I, mean, I mean, everybody has to agree that North Stream was blown up. And um, when, we, when we look at the work of Seymour Hirsch, we have to give him the credit that he's the sort of guy who, who has very high-placed sources in the Pentagon and in the CIA. He never, never, ever gives out the names of these guys. But he, I think he just got it right. And, and Joe Biden at the time, in February 2022, said, we will take out North Stream. He said it. You know, we, we don't want this cooperation. We have the means to do it. And as you said, uh, Germany is now paying a, a hefty price for that. I mean, German economy is in, in serious trouble um, for, for many different reasons. I mean, they put all their money into the Ukraine war, uh, send over their leopard tanks, and the Russians destroy them over there. And the, uh, the German government is it's really not doing what the German population wants, because there, there's been a... There's it's been a poll recently, and 55% of the population said, we want peace talks. We don't want war with Russia, because the German population, they still remember Operation Barbarossa, uh, when Hitler invaded um, uh, the Soviet Union, and they still remember that the, in the end, the Soviets then, you know, arrived in Berlin. So, so they say, we don't want that anymore. We just, let's have peace in Ukraine. Even, you know, if you have to make concession and say, okay, then... The Krim goes uh, to Russia, or parts of, of the eastern part of Ukraine go to Russia. So that's the feeling in Germany. But the, the government doesn't respect that at all. And um, I, I have talks in Germany, yeah, many talks actually, uh, in Munich, in, in Dortmund, in, in Hannover, in the big cities. And it's very difficult for me to say, first of all, your nation is not a sovereign nation. You're under... You, you suffer from limited sovereignty because the Americans have military bases here. Secondly, the Americans blew up Nord Stream, and you don't even have the guts to say that's not right. You know, the German Chancellor Olaf Scholz, he doesn't say anything, nothing. And third, by by arming um, Zelensky, the president of Ukraine, you are being dragged into a war with Russia. 
you know, and, and that's not actually a good idea for Germany. The, the, the Germans train uh, Ukrainian soldiers on German soil, and they always pretend, no, no, we're not at war. Yes, we send weapons. No, but we're not at war. Yes, we train uh, uh, Ukrainian soldiers, but we're we're not at war. So it's it's really complete denial. It's not a it's not a systematic analysis of of uh, international politics. <laughs>